Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the show. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Oh, wow. Welcome, everyone. Those in New York, those in New Jersey, those in Pennsylvania, those in Virginia, and the D.C. area, and California. I hit everybody, right? And the ship's in Colorado. <laughs> Oh, in Colorado. Oh, I forgot Colorado. Shame, shame on me. Rocky Mountain High. Uh, plus anyone who listens on Spotify and Apple iTunes after we do this live show. Welcome to another episode of Everyone Zoom and Podcast on Thursdays at 4 o'clock Eastern Time or 1 o'clock was Pacific. 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 And uh, what do we got? Mountain time? We do. Uh, two o'clock. Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Two. You know what I'm two getting o'clock. at. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to our show uh, with your host, Mark, with a C, of course. And as I always do, I tell you what number show this is 170. Yeah. 170 in 170 consecutive weeks. Wow. I really I really have trouble counting to 170. You ever sit down and try <laughs> counting to 170? You get bored by about 37, 38, don't you? Well, you're in for another fabulous week of sports. Uh, lots has happened since the last time we, we met. Uh, but before we do get to the sports, I want to tell you a little quick story. Like I always give you a quick story, right? This one happened to me last Saturday, which was like two days after our last show. I brought my car in for service to the dealer. Volvo. Volvo. I have a Volvo. A Volvo, not the Honda. Yeah. And while... While... While I'm waiting, because I tell him what's wrong, while I'm waiting... Uh, it's gonna t- he says it's gonna take a couple of hours. Okay. okay. Don't, don't freeze on me, people. It's gonna take a couple of hours. So uh, I go to a diner, which is a block away, and I have breakfast, and I come back, and I go to the waiting room, and they, of course, they have a TV on. There's a couple of people in the waiting room, and I'm, I'm trying to read my newspaper. I always bring my newspaper with me to, you know to see what's going on in the world, etc., in sports. And they had the Women's World Cup Jamaica versus Panama on last Saturday morning. Maybe some of you tuned in. Uh, another customer was also one of the customers in the waiting room, and obviously a soccer fan. Again, if it wasn't the U.S., Jamaica and Panama, I'd rather read my newspaper. An occasional look up from my papers, and I, then I see him standing up. He's jumping around. I say, he's jumping around. He's waving his arms. He, he's saying something in a foreign language. I think it was Spanish. And uh, I, I had to ask him. I said, uh, "Duh, are you a fan?" <laughs> yeah, right. He looked at at me as if I was a crazy nut. <laughs> Asking him that. <laughs> then I learned he was Jamaican and oh, he was rooting for his home country. How about that? Uh, now, I know all the rules of soccer, uh, 
but I, I, I can't get so involved in the sport, and I've told you that before, like this guy. You know, we were like a commercial. He's jumping around and cheering, and I'm trying to read my newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica won the game, if you recall, one nothing. <clears throat> oh. How can they get so excited by one goal? One little goal, they go crazy. <laughs> so now I'm still reading my paper, and I see, oh, yesterday, day before, China beats Haiti, one nothing. England beats Denmark, one nothing. Again, one goal. I don't get it. One goal. Now, maybe you guys could uh, enlighten me about this. You know, these, these countries, these people, uh, even Americans go sometimes go crazy. But a one goal, I, I yeah. find that boring. They pass no. the ball. They pass the ball. They take the ball is taken away. But do you find a one a one nothing game in hockey boring? Boring. That can be very exciting. Boring, 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 boring. I'd rather see an 11-10 baseball game than a one nothing two hitter. What, what like offense? You know, like high see, I'm, I'm gonna be first. I'd rather see a one nothing baseball game where you're sitting on, oh waiting to see what happens. Great, oh my God. great pitching. Boring. Waiting to like, waiting for the paint to dry. Uh, anyway, uh, that's that's me. I don't know. Also, if tomato, you. tomato. Doctors huh? not like hockey. They're different. On nothing, and they're, they're and they're going. This guy's jumping. He's jumping on the on the chair, and he's waving his arms and, and yelling at the TV. And I'm trying. I did that. Say, uh, Mark, let, do Mark, The Yankees lost the game one nothing. I was ready to throw a rock at Aaron Boone. By the way, he managed that game. So uh, you never know about a one nothing game. <laughs> but they lost one nothing. They lost one nothing by a stupid. Well, what if they were winning one nothing? Soccer, soccer is a game of organized attacks and organized defense. Okay, if you have a one nothing, your team has a one nothing lead, and you're rooting for that team. You're watching the opponents mount an attack. They get the ball to the side. Somebody crosses. It comes into the center. The question is whether you're going to be able to beat off that attack. Right. And if you beat off, you know, somebody heads it and gets it back out and all that stuff. Okay, that was exciting. And then yeah. there's a kind of a respite and you wait for the next attack. And the same thing. Each one of those attacks and whether you can fend them off is an <laughs> exciting moment in a soccer game. And if you're the 0-1 rooter, then every one of those attacks is exciting from the other side. That's what soccer watching is about. When it comes to scoring, you look at the size of the net and how difficult it is to put a put a ball in that net. Yeah. As compared to say in hockey, where you got a, a goalie that can block the entire net. Yeah. And yet the puck does get by. But some of the times they shoot that hockey puck 100 miles per hour, you know. No, but that's part of the game, Mark. I, I, I listen. That's me. I mean, you may yeah. think soccer is really exciting, and you're getting involved in it. We'll talk about more, but a little bit about later. But I'm telling you, I was so. Let me read my paper. What the hell are you doing, dancing around? Oh, <laughs> Don't look at one it, more man. part of the story. His car was ready before mine. He pays. <laughs> He doesn't leave. He comes back to watch the rest <laughs> the of the game. He wants to watch the game. Go, 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 go. You know? Mark, I want to change the home. channel. Wow. <laughs> Gerald, you want to add them or go on? 
<laughs> soccer fans, in my judgment, are the most intense fans of any sport in the entire world. I'm Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, there have been among fan fights and etc. But they are nuts. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. You're welcome. I think that oh, was the first great. time they said that at, that two Hispanic uh, teams were playing against each other in the World Cup. Wait, yeah. Jamaica's not Hispanic. Jamaica's not Hispanic. Maybe they meant Caribbean. Caribbean I don't know what they yeah, meant. Oh, that's right. right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. let's move on. That's, that was my little thing that happened on Saturday. And, and my car cost me $700 for an oil change. Come on, you find okay. this What happened? The Mets just put a position player into pitch. We're we in. Oh, dear. Danny, not, Danny that's Mendic. a bad sign. Danny Mendick. Gerald, your highlights report sponsored by Ant Spray. <laughs> <laughs> what year are we up to? We are up to 2016. Uh, these are what I believe to be the key facts about the 2016 MLB season. It's a bit run, isn't it? For the awards and leaders, I will name the National Player followed by the American League player. MVP, Chris Bryant and Mike Trout. Rookie of the Year, Corey Seager and Michael Fulmer. Cy Young. Max over the hill Scherzer <laughs> and Rick the terrible Met Porcello. Key leaders batting average over the hill DJ Lemehu <laughs> and Jose Altuve. Home runs Nolan no, Cheater Altuve Jerry fix that Cheater Altuve. Now go ahead. Okay, home runs. Home runs. Uh, Nolan Arenado and Chris Carter of the National League shared the the uh, lead, and uh, Mark Trumbo of the American League had the most home runs in that year. RBIs: Nolan Arenado and the American League. It was a tie between Edward and Carcion and David. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, ERA, Kyle Hendricks and Aaron Sanchez. Here's some interesting highlights of the 2016 MLB season. In 2016, the San Diego, San Diego Padres became the first major league team in history to shut out, to be shut out in the first three games of the season, to open the season. New York Yankees rookie sensation Gary Sanchez, Mike, became the fastest player in MLB history to reach 11 home runs in his 23rd career game on 921. Gary, who? Those were the days. <laughs> he became the f fastest player to hit uh, 19. Okay. On August 19th, the Orioles established an MLB record by hitting four home runs before recording their first out. The Reds' bullpen established a record by allowing a run in 23 consecutive games. The Mets are searching for that record. 
<laughs> on 621, Marco Estrada pitched pitch his 11th consecutive start, allowing five hits or fewer while going at least six innings. Pretty good. On 511, over the hill, Max Scherzer became the fourth pitcher to strike out 20 batters in a nine-inning game. Albert Pujols became the third player in MLB history to amass 575 home runs and 600 doubles in a career. Pretty good. Not so over there. Joined Barry Bonds and Hank Aaron. Trevor Story became the first player in MLB history to hit a home run in each of his first four big league games. On May 7th, Skinny Bartolo <laughs> Colon became, became the oldest player in MLB history to hit his first career home run. As I recall, when he swung, he lost his helmet. <laughs> Carlos Beltran, Carlos bat on my shoulders, Beltran, <laughs> Leave him alone, Jerry. Recorded his 400th career home run on May 15th. He has a very short summary of the World Series for that year. The Cubs defeated the Indians four games to three for their first victory since 1908. I think the Mets, if they don't win a World Series <laughs> until 1955 or so, I'm sorry, 2055, they will have tied that record. <laughs> Cubs came came back with a three-to-one deficit. The Cubs ended the longest World Championship drought in North American sports history. Here are some quick composite stats. The Cubs at 249, the Indians at 237. The Cubs ERA was 3.43, and the Indians 3.71, and the MVP was Ben Zobrist. And that concludes my report on the 2016 season. <clears throat> Mike has a question. All right, Michael. Michael. All right. Here's my question for Gerald. You were mentioning Edward Encarnacion. He had a one-of-a-kind home run trot. Describe it. I cannot do it, Mike. I'm sorry. He held his hand like this with his elbow, and he held his elbow in front of, sort of like right under his face, and that's how he ran the bases. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, Fred? I got Fred. Yeah, I just, I just got a reported text from my son. Rizzo was on the IL with a concussion. Oh, what? shit. Oh, you just texted me from the effort he's got out of the Yankee clubhouse. They just did it. That's the down. All right. All right. You know, he hasn't been the same since. Uh, you guys want to hear that breaking news? Yeah. Anybody else want to comment on, on Gerald's report? Okay. I see, yeah, I see Roger, Roger, Roger came in while your report was going on. Roger, I didn't tell anybody. How's your mom doing? Yeah. Uh, no, no change from yesterday. Why don't you tell them? They don't know what you're talking about. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to mention it? Yeah, just I guess during the night, Tuesday into Wednesday, um, uh, my mom must have had a stroke or something, a brain bleed. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Sorry, Roger. Roger. Sorry. Yeah, my dad was not able to rouse her. Thankfully, this independent living place where they are, um, you know, you pull a cord and you get immediate response. So, uh, you know, they they couldn't rouse her either. Brought her to the hospital. So I mean, she's on a ventilator now. She's still non-responsive. So uh, uh, yeah, not looking uh, great. Uh, you know, had to get mom. Is, mom, you told me was eighty-eight, right? She's eighty-eight. Yeah, 
Yeah, had to you know talk to my brothers and get everyone to let them know what's going on. So uh, yeah, you know, that's that's where we are now. So, Roger, do you want me to say Misha Bayrock for her? I appreciate that. Thank you. What's Jeremy. her first name? Sylvia. Okay. Sylvia Jassy. Right. Okay. okay. All right. As well. All right. Uh, Milton, you want yeah. a song for us? All right, a little history on the song. 1961, the song was written by a 14-year-old girl to her first boyfriend in high school in San Diego, California. She recorded the song at 15 years old. Can we can we can we guess before you play it? No, let me you won't. Let's hear it. It's a beautiful I think song. I know what it is before you. Great song. It wasn't the right thought. You lost your melody. Give a few more seconds. I do. I hit the title. I don't remember who sang it. All right, Milk. All right. It was written as a poem. So she had problems getting royalties from this record because uh, they didn't she didn't sign it we don't know who she is who, who sang who it who's the singer Rosie singer. and the Originals oh right great well, song okay. great song right. oh. yeah 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 one and only but it was a terrific song I thought you were going to say Little Eva Locomotion that's when I was going to guess Little Eva yeah. no this this one um, 15 years old what a voice what a voice is yeah, right yeah. and all right thank you, you enjoyed it thank you thank you all right let's go on a couple of beep beeps i found this week a yankee farmhand who knows maybe we'll see him down the line his name is richard pronounce this f-i-t-t-s it's the category no i never heard that uh, yeah, the Tigers have a pitcher. His first name is Trey, T-R-E-Y, Wingenta, Wingenta, W-I-N, Wing, E-N-T-E-R. Wingenta? Wingenta? A Wingenta? A Wingenta. G-E. Never seen that name before. Now, how about this one? The Cardinals, during the trading deadline in the Jack Flaherty trade, with the Orioles, got a righty pitcher named Zach Showalter. No relation. But can you imagine seeing two people, two families with the same name, like Showalter? It was an actor named Matt Showalter. Stalemeyers. What? That's right. Stalemeyer. Mel Stalemeyer, Mel Stalemeyer Jr., and Todd Stalemeyer. Todd Stalemeyer. No, but, but he, he wasn't related. They were not related. Oh. Same name, but didn't that Same name, yeah, yeah. All right, that's all I have for beep beeps. This day in sports, figure this first one out. Not today, August 3rd, but go back a few days, July 28th in 1931. A Chicago White Sox player, his name is Bob, again, these names. Father Gill, 
F-O-T-H-E-R-G-I-L-L, Fothergill of the White Sox, hit a homer and a triple in an 11-run eighth inning. Imagine it comes up twice in the inning, and he hits a homer and a triple, and they score 11 runs. Uh, They set the American American League record with 12 hits in one inning. I'm freezing. Marcus Mark is actually not all right. Let's go. All right. I don't if, if I leave, if I leave you, just keep on going. Marcus back. Mark is back. Oh, wait, he got, he, okay. back. I, I guess it's unstable. Anyway, uh, in yeah. 1852, America's first ever intercollegiate sporting event takes place as Harvard. They call it the Harvard's heavyweight rowing crew. Beats Yale by two lengths over two miles on Lake. Winner Pesaki. Winner Pesaki. That's in, that's in, in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Yeah, Winner Pesaki. Yeah. Okay. In yep. 1881, the U.S. National Lawn Tennis Association removes the word national from its name and becomes the U.S. Lawn Tennis Association. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Uh, let's see. In 1906, the Washington Nationals. You know, there's a Washington Nationals now. I didn't know there was a Washington Nationals in 1906. A pitcher, Tom Hughes, becomes the first major league pitcher to win a one nothing extra inning game by him hitting a home run. Wow. He, was, uh, he pitched 10 innings, and he hit the home run and won the game. Wow. In 1909, Major League umpire Tim Hurst instigates a riot by spitting in the face of the A's, Philadelphia A's second baseman Eddie Collins, who questioned a call. <laughs> Two weeks later, Hurst is banned. They threw their umpire out. Roberto in the baseball player's face. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 1914, Yankees had a catcher named Les Nunamaker, N-U-N-A, Maker. He throws out three Detroit Tiger runners at second base in the very first inning. Wow. Imagine that guy gets on base, tries to steal, throws him out. Next guy gets on base, tries to steal, throws him out. Third guy gets on base, tries to steal, throws him out. Never seen that before, have you? No, no. The 1921 Major League Commissioner, Kennesaw Landis, hands out the life ban, lifetime ban on the age Chicago White Sox players, accused of Black, Black Sox scandal despite they were acquitted. <clears throat> Did you know they were acquitted by a Chicago jury? But they banned them for life. Uh, in 1923, baseball games were canceled following the death of a president. Guess which president? 1923. Warren Harding. Very good. Very good. I'm impressed you know your history. Uh, in 1930, for the second time that same year, Philadelphia outfielder Chuck Klein hit safely in 26 games. Uh, that's pretty good. Twice in... Twice in uh, he had a monster year that year, Chuck. Yeah, Klein. well, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. 
191 RBIs or something? No, not him. That was Mark, I just want to ask you, dude, I just had to step away for a minute. Do you wow. mention 1933? I'm getting there. Okay. If I miss it, you tell me. 1932, a year away. Official automatic timings and photo finishes uh, for track events were used for the very first time at the LA Olympics. And it was instrumental in changing the 110 meter hurdles final. Uh, the review gave Donald Finley the bronze ahead of the American Jack Keller. So they start using the timer, 1932. Now, 1933, here's what I had. Philadelphia Phils beat the Yankees 7-0. It's the first time in 308 games the Yankees were shut out. Shut out. Is that right. what you're going to talk about? Yes, sir. Sure. Oh, That's so. what you mentioned it. Right. In 1936, Jesse Owens wins the 100 meter in front of Adolf Hitler. Uh, and that was today, today, uh, 1936. Uh, in 1941, Joe DiMaggio goes 0 for 4 in the Yankee loss to the Browns, ending his on-base streak at 74 games. How about that? Let's see, 1948, Negro League pitcher Satchel Page, age 42, debuts in Cleveland after controversial signing and goes seven innings and gets a win over Washington. They was. think he was 42, Mark. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they don't uh, even know. In 1949, Basketball Association of America, the BAA, and the National Basketball League, NBL, formed the National Basketball Association, NBA. And that was in 1949. In 1960, the two managers were traded for each other. And who were they? Joe Gordon and Jimmy Dykes. You got it. On this day. Uh, in 1960, on this day, the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NFL beat the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. Didn't know they played. Steelers won 43-16 in an exhibition game held in Toronto. In did 1979. They use Canadian rules? What's that? Do they use Canadian rules or NFL rules? I don't know. I, mean, maybe, I don't know because the game isn't held in Toronto. But, uh, yeah. Good. Good question to ask. Uh, in 79, Sam Sneed, 67 years old, two months and seven days, becomes the old, oldest player to make a cut. <laughs> he made the cut in, in a major golf tournament, the, the PGA Championship of that year. Uh, a couple of more. A lot of things happened this day. In 1980, uh, Al Kaline, Duke Snyder, Chuck Klein, and Tom Yorkie inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, 1982, pitching coach Clyde King becomes the Yankees' third manager of the year, replacing Gene Michael, who replaced, who do we think, Billy Martin? Billy Martin, probably. I, I don't have that down, but probably, it's probably Paul Billy Martin, right? Right. Uh, in 84, Mary Lou Retton scores a 10 for her final vault to win the individual and all-around competition. At the L.A. Olympics, become the first American woman to win an Olympic gymnastics medal. Uh, in 1986, the first NFL American Bowl exhibition game in London's Webley Stadium as the Bears beat the Cowboys in 1986. 
in 80, also in 86, McCovey, Bobby Doerr, Ernie Lombardi, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, here's a good one, 1987, Detroit Tiger picture at the time, Hall of Famer, Jack Morris. Maybe he's a Hall of Famer, but he's still pitching, and he, he has five wild pitches in one game. In 87, oh. Joe Necro. Remember Joe Nico was accused of having a file? Yeah. They found a file on him, and he was filing down the ball. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. today was the day that happened, 1987. <laughs> in 1989, the Reds set a major league record with 16 hits and 14 runs in the first inning of a game. Uh, let's see, in 1990... Yankees rookie Kevin Moss sets the major league record by hitting 10 homers in the fewest at bat 72. What did uh, Gary Sanchez do? Gerald, what did he do? Was it similar? Am I losing you guys again? He's coming back. I don't know what's going on. There he is. I'm back. Tell me that. I don't know what's going on. Okay, I, I'm sorry. In 2006, Barry Bonds hits his 715th home run to move past Babe Ruth. And that ball went for $220,000 at an auction. Let's... How you bought that one? Yeah. Watch the match, Gerald. I just want to mention that Shules, that the South Carolina State Legislature has been trying to get Shules Joe Jackson reinstated into baseball so that he could join the Hall of Fame. It hasn't happened yet. Okay. Let's go on to Sports Stories by Larry, sponsored by a lawn sprinkler. Okay. <laughs> okay. My story this week is entitled Frequent MLB Strikeouts Not Fun. MLBreference.com indicates that there was a total – about 12,000 strikeouts in 1960, 24,000 in 1990, and 40,000 in 2022. Mm. Even with the, the MLB rule changes for 2023, it, strikeouts are on pace to top 43,000. In my view, ML funds. Why is this happening and what can be done about it? Here are three reasons why strikeouts are so hard. First, swinging for the fences is associated with more strikeouts. With 149 years of data, I calculate a negative 0.84 correlation between home runs and strikeouts. Second, pitching staffs are deeper and more dominant than ever. Starters are not expected to go the distance, and most bullpens have 100-mile-per-hour relievers who are told not to worry about pacing themselves because there are more flamethrowers just behind them. Third, the 2023 shift restrictions have not helped to reduce the whiffs. Yes, batting averages have risen slightly from 243 in 2022 to 2048 at the 2023 mid-year. But the shift restrictions have not induced players to slap the ball around much more and cut back on swinging for the fences. 
Here are three possible ways to reduce strikeouts. First, reducing the number of pitches on the roster may be part of the answer. In 2022, teams averaged 3.67 relievers per game, up from 2.84 a decade ago. Accordingly, MLB hopes to reduce the overall pitcher limit from 14 today to 12 or even 11, but to do so over several years. Second, lowering their mount also could be part of the answer. In the mid in the 1968 MLB season, Denny McLean won 31 games. Bob Gibson had an ERA of, of only 1.12, and batting averages fell to, to, to 237. To tip the scales toward hitters, MLB lowered the mound in 1969. And for the next seven years, strikeouts leveled off. Maybe MLB should try this again. Yeah, great. And third and finally, moving the mound back could be part of the answer, too. Ooh. The Atlantic League, a minor league on the East Coast, was geared up to experiment with moving the mound back one foot. But their veteran players threatened to leave, and the idea was dropped. Yes. Maybe MLB should revisit moving the mound back. That completes my story for this week. Anybody want to comment? Mike C. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Larry, did you say there was a negative relationship between home runs and strikeouts? Yes. Wouldn't you expect a positive? If, if the fact that people are swinging for the fences is causing more strikeouts, wouldn't you expect a positive relationship? Well, if one goes up, if you're, if you're not getting a home run, you're striking out. It's tricky. It's tricky. It is tricky. Other Mike. Yeah, a couple of thoughts come to mind during uh, Larry's report. Number one, Aaron Judge. I've never seen a baseball player uh, as good in, in major leagues who would strike out looking on a bad call by the umpire, and he just accepts it and goes back to the dugout. Uh, there's almost no emotion on his face when he strikes out looking on a bad call, which amazes me. Conversely, Bo Jackson used to strike out and break the bat over his head. And that's the exact. It wasn't as bad. It was his exactly. That's his thought. Yeah. <laughs> whenever he took a strike, he would take a little stroll around the batter's box, and I remember that. And there was another ball player who had a very interesting emotion. I remember uh, Billy Martin. I, I forgot who the batter was, but a batter struck out without you know with the total acceptance, like like Aaron Judge, and Billy Martin benched him for not arguing. So what kind of different thoughts? During Larry's reports, I uh, went into my head about striking out. Okay. Gerald, and then Jeff. Mark, Mark Grace once commented that striking out used to be an embarrassment. The fact of the matter is there are many strikeouts because home run hitters drive Cadillacs. Ah. <laughs> That's what I think is going on. Back in the day, they used to... People, uh, batters would, would bunt the ball, would move runners, uh, uh, forward runners to, to another base. Doesn't happen today because it's all about hitting home runs. That's my opinion. And they get the money. And yep. they get the Cadillac, you said, right? Yep. Very good. Jeff, them to try and then they Jeff, yeah, moving, in, yes, in moving the uh, mound back, uh, we'd have to look at the 
size of the pitchers pitching today in relation to a generation ago. So are they that much taller where they get that much more of advantage coming toward the plate, therefore increasing the speed of the ball? Exactly. So maybe maybe yeah. that's not a bad idea. That's part of it. Yeah, but they, they throw 100 miles per hour. Yeah, but they might yeah. be much taller and they're getting to the plate. It would be obviously not 100 miles an hour if they move the a mound back. Right, right. Little Bobby Shantz didn't throw that, huh? <laughs> Little Bobby Shantz. I, I think, Mike, you're right. It, it's a positive uh, correlation, point yeah. eight four. Yeah, of course so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes Girls, sense. As one goes but, but Jeff, out. by the same token, the players today are much bigger and stronger than they were years ago. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was saying, Jerry. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, uh, uh, Larry, for that story. And we're going to move on to uh, to Michael's Yankees and Jets rant. You have something for us? Mark, can I just say, Fred, I just have a little update about Rizzo. He, he said he... I just got this from my son. He started feeling the symptoms over the weekend in Baltimore, but he said it could go back. When he remember, remember that play when he collided with Tatis in San Diego? Yes. Yeah. He says he thinks he might go goes back to them, and he really was Tatis's hip. He let on. Yeah, his head his head went into Tatis's hip. Yeah. That, oh, that's what, that's right. And it actually it's posted now to all the major feeds. Uh, uh, that the it's not good of Union's timing. Yep. Concussion yeah, type syn syndrome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My son just said he posted on on, on Associated Press. That's the words from him. Yeah, so maybe got. maybe it could be the last time you see him this year too. Yeah. Right, let's go on. Uh, by the way, Michael, your report with the Giants, Sorry, the, the Jets, and the uh, Yankees, sponsored by Cheap Sunglasses. All right, all right. Who sang that song? Best. Who sang okay. Cheap Sunglasses? Uh, That's what I wear sometimes. Yeah. If you want to go back in time, turn on, I think it's on ESPN tonight, you'll see a Jet game, and at the helm will be the great oh. Zach Wilson to see how yeah. good he's going to be. It, 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 it's, it's, actually on, it's actually on NBC, Channel 4 in New York. On NBC, but uh, Zach Wilson quarterback most of the preseasons, and uh, as far as the Jets are concerned, one of the items was they were going to try to get a running back to uh, augment the fact that uh, Brees Hall is hurt, and they had Dalvin Cook in, in the uh, in the training camp, but they said now that he just came to try to drum up his salary, and they never got Dalvin Cook. And uh, as far as the Jets' offensive line is concerned, Beckton is going to be playing today, and he wants to show himself uh, that he's going to be good. So we should all see about that. And, of course, there was a whole big controversy over Peyton and Salah. And Peyton says it might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL in regards to Salah. Everything oh. I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. In other words, the, the, the Broncos, who also really stuck to high heaven last year. And, of course, Salah said, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean. He's been in the league a while. He can say whatever he wants. He wasn't talking about Salah. He was talking about Hackett. Right. Hackett, the offensive coordinator. In all honesty, I saw Hackett last year during the preseason for the Broncos, and he looked like a buffoon. So that's what Hackett looked like last year. And the team played like a bunch of buffoons. So what can I say? Now, as far as the Yankees are concerned, let's talk about the Yankees. 
I mean, I complain that maybe uh, Louis Rojas should be taken over the team and get as an interim manager. I get rid of Boom. <laughs> some of the, some of the, moves, the moves that Boom made uh, lately are enough to make me shoot myself. And <laughs> I'm blaming all my Yankee partners, by the way, on Fred. And what? why could that possibly be? Because last week, Fred recommended a book about Aaron Judge, and it was a chronicling oh, yeah, a great of last year. Okay, yes. And um, I'm, I've just finished with about the first half okay. of the book. Fred, yeah, you got the book. And it was so good. It was unbelievable. There were 40 and 12. There, there were 30, it was something like 30 games over 500. And they actually looked like the best Yankee team in their franchise. And they come up out of the blue with a player by the name of Matt Carpenter, who had yeah. such a beautiful swing to right field. And I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't I don't know if Rabbi Clayman is there. It could be like maybe God cursed them when uh, they they got rid of uh, Joey Gallo. And as soon as they got rid of Joey Gallo, Carpenter got hurt. And the way the Yankees are right now, is uh, it began last year. And the Yankees are really, really frustrating me. And I made the suggestion that IKF should be playing third base and Bauer should be playing first base and those and LeMahieu and <clears throat> should uh, take a little relax on the field. And uh, I think that's what they're going to be doing. So that's the story. Another thing with the Yankees is I saw that uh, Domingo Germán, they, uh, they they sort of like are giving him a little vacation because he cannot handle his alcohol. And in today's post, there was an article that he was very belligerent in the dugout and they didn't, in the uh, clubhouse. And to the extent of what that meant, I think that was the origin of him being told to do a sit down and – the worries about the Yankees, you know, you know what it is? I have a friend who has a son. His name is Mitchell. And Mitchell, I would change his middle name to whatever it is to Rachmunis because I complain to every friend I have on uh, in, on the social network, on, on social media, and Mitchell says, give the Yankees two more weeks, then we'll decide whether or not we should surrender. I, I was going to surrender, but I am not. Uh, they're going to pitch... I, I'm just worried, like anything, uh, Severino against the Astros. And that already sounds like a loss. He should not be in the rotation. Uh, what they did last week, uh, when instead of uh, Severino, they, they put in Brito right? instead of Germán. And then, you know, the weirdest thing, they put in Brito because they said Germán had a little problem with his side or something like that. Um, so um, so Brito gets a problem. Um, they bring in Germán after about the fourth inning. And Jermon pitches almost as well as he pitched when he pitched his perfect game. How come you don't know that? And I feel that Aaron Boone's intuitive skills have gone totally down the toilet. And I refer you back, I was mentioning this before, before we got, came on the podcast. Last Friday, the Yankees lost one to nothing. All right. How did they lose one to nothing? Jared Cole pitches seven beautiful innings. There's nothing, nothing at the end of seven. They bring in Michael King. One reads out. Michael King was lights out, lights out. All right. But with two outs, he takes out Michael King and he puts in Wandy Peralta, who throws one pitch out, and it's still nothing, nothing going into the ninth inning. And they put in Tommy Canley, home run, walk off home run, 
Shine, it's over. The game is over. The pitchers are pitching. Lights out. Leave them in. Leave them in. Oh, my God. Gossage would have kicked Billy Martin in his tuchus if he tried (laughs) that. Pitching lights out, all right? And over and over and over again with Aaron, with the Aaron Boom, you see intuitive errors. This illogical mistakes when he does not understand a pitcher is pitching very, very well. Please leave him in, okay? And I am going to do what my my friend Mitchell's uh, my, my my friend son Mitchell suggested. I'm giving I'm going to give the Yankees two more weeks, and then I will let you know on this on the Mark podcast if I'm going to surrender. I'm not going to surrender yet. They better win this Houston series, and if they don't win this Houston series, I'm still going to give it that one more week. They're three and a half oh, games. My. The wild card, and uh, I know that Howie says that I'm wasting my time thinking I should have some hope, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to try. And actually, I posted on my on Facebook that they should get rid of uh, that should get rid of Boom. But I'm frustrated, and uh, I'm sorry that I started that book. It's a good book, by the way. Uh, I recommend it, but it uh, you shouldn't start it right now because uh, the anchor. I know the author. Met the author. All right, Milton, you want to say something? Um, just one question. You think Rizzo had this concussion all along while he's been striking out so much and playing so poorly? Yes. He seems that, right? I mean, how do you strike out a guy of his caliber five times in one game? It's it's contagious because it's not only no. Rizzo. Let me it's ask you. Yeah. It's it's uh it's LeMayhew. It's uh, all of them. Uh, it, it's just uh, it, it hitting is contagious. And by the way, uh, Stanton, I cannot. I, I said this before. Uh, you cannot have a guy batting under two hundred, batting third or second in the lineup. Hit him eighth. Hit him ninth. And then maybe he'll get some kind of uh, an epiphany and he'll start hitting. Because Stanton, of all the players, he's one of the best hitters in baseball when he's hot. When he stinks, there's nobody who stinks worse than Stanton. You know? So uh, that's the uh, – it's contagious. They're all in a slump. Gerald. This is for Fred on on behalf of Mike. To what extent, Fred, is the analytics department of the Yankees – uh, governing Boone's decisions. All of it, completely. Oh, the sure. All, all, how can you, blame, right how can you blame Boone for everything, Mike? Yeah. He I, needs a scapegoat. Boone, <clears throat> no, yeah, well, think, Boone is I the analytical guy himself. I think the I agree with too much on it. The hitting coach sure didn't help him. I'll tell you that, changing the hitting coach. Well, the hitting coach yeah. believed in the same analytics, so what was the point of changing the hitting coaches? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Right. You got a, they got a new hitting coach, but no new blood. It was just the same well, old that blood. The first, that was the first thing they do. They get rid of the hitting coach. You know, just on another yeah. note, I just Mark, on another note, a baseball right, note. I I started to watch it, but I taped it. Did any Did any of you recently see the uh, Pierce Jimmy Pearsall movie? The story of Jimmy I I only saw half of it. But uh, it's out. a very good movie, the way his father, you know, 24 hours a day, that's yeah. all he wanted, baseball practice, 
you know, yeah. many of you saw it, the movie. Yeah, yeah, that movie was 60 years ago, wasn't it? I saw it as a kid. Black and white. It was on Turner Classics yesterday. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a great and movie. Nothing. You know why the Mets dumped Jimmy Pearsall? Why did the Mets let Jimmy Pearsall go? Ran around what the base backwards. backwards. Ran around ran the, the base backwards, and they were, the Mets brass was embarrassed. Yes. Right. Twice. Yeah. Yeah, Gerald? There was a program on last night that I that I taped. Oisk. Oisk. Anybody see it? I began watching yeah. it and I fell asleep, but I have it on DVR. Okay. Where, was it, where was it on, Gerald? What's channel 21, yes. 9 o'clock yesterday. Oh, on what channel? 21. 21. 21. 21. Oh. <laughs> Files 21, yeah. L-I-W. Right. Let, let's move on. We got a lot more, and I'm checking the clock here. Mets moments by Joe yeah. from New Jersey. Sponsored All right. by so, the, wait, sponsored by the space bar on your computer. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack, but I'll give you a couple of uh, old sores. The first one: a fool and his money are soon parted. So I read this this morning. Jim Crane, who owns the Astros, didn't pick up Verlander's contract for this year after he became a free agent because he felt that he wanted too much money. Steve Cohen, however, decided that he was worth it for two years at $86.6 million. So what happened? The, the, Cohen, who's a fool, but he, you know, he's more than a fool and someone who learns pretty fast and he decided to cut his losses and go in a different direction, which is exactly the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, cut him loose, and Crane got him back for a grand total of $23 million for the next two years. Because Cohen is on the hook for, um, I think, $35 million. Plus, yeah. He's on the hook for $100 million with all the players now yes. on other teams. Right. right. But, but, but for Verland, he's on the hook for uh, $35 million. Plus, if... if um, if uh, Verlander pitches 140 innings next year, he gets a he gets a he gets picked up for the 2025 season, in which case uh, Cohen has to pay half of the 35 million that will be due to him. So that's all I want to say about you know the uh, the direction the Mets went in went in at the beginning of this year. The second thing I want to say is that. Um, a good definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over <laughs> and expecting different results. Right, right. In this case, it's Buck Showalter, because I know that uh, Cohen addressed the team yesterday and he addressed the media and he said that he's not going to, he's not blaming Showalter and he's implying that Showalter will be, will be back next year, which in my opinion would be a major, major mistake. Oh my God. A major mistake because uh, he's the classic. He's the poster child for the definition of insanity. He keeps running Vogel back out there. <laughs> How could he keep doing that? He keeps running yeah. Vogel back out there. I know he's I'm beating this thing. I'm beating a dead horse into the ground, but I can't help it. It's he's like it's like Michael. I want to throw yeah. my. I want to throw something through my television set. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely insane. He's untouchable. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I thought maybe he's got pictures, but you know that yeah. that, joke, that joke only goes so far. 
He wasn't so in the lineup today. They gotta go. They gotta go in a different direction. I mean, they got they got a you know they've got about seven or eight players in the, to fill up the farm system. If a couple of them make it, you know, so be it. But I don't know. I'm hoping. Okay. Thanks for that, Gerald, Do you want to comment? Yeah. Yes. I just wanted to say, Joe, that in the last couple seasons, many mid hitters have been hit by pitch. And to my knowledge, I think only one time did the Mets retaliate. So I'm wondering if one of the things that bothers the players on the Mets is that they have a problem that Showalter doesn't have their back and never retaliates. I didn't think about that, but it but it does make sense. He do, all he does is give he has this look, and yes. and they always and they always show him every time after a Met gets hit. Right. Yeah. yeah. He has this look, but you're right. They don't they they don't retaliate. No. no. That is true. First of all, uh, the Mets are the classic example of the team that tried to buy themselves a championship and right. flat on their faces. It's happened many times before. It's happened to the Dodgers. It's happened. And over the years, they've always said the Yankees, with all their championships, are always buying their teams. That's not really been the case. But uh, because of, they brought up people from the farm system. Nevertheless, when it comes to Showalter, a great baseball man who knows a lot, who can uh, create a lot and bring up a lot of good ballplayers and make him good ballplayers. At the end of the day, he's not a winner. He went to he went he left the Yankees. He went to Arizona, built a team, and he had to leave. He went to Baltimore, lost a hundred games, uh, and had to leave. Wherever he went, he must have done a lot of good things. But he's not a winner. You know, it's 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 Never a, one it's one a picture. The Yankees used to have a picture. Ian uh, Kennedy, the lefty, it was a great picture. He's a righty. He's a righty. A righty, right? But what happened with him? He also always used to lose two to one. He was not a winner, so the Yankees got rid of him. You know, he's still around today, interesting enough. But typical example: Showalter is a good guy in baseball, but he's not a winner. That's my comment. He's able. To, he's able to build teams, <laughs> but he, he uh, generally, exactly. you know, he wears it for some reason. He seems to wear out as well. A year that, before the team that, win. Right. He, he does well that first season, then something yeah. happens the second yeah. and third season. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. I know, he, just, he just seems, just the last thing, he, and again, I've, I've said this before, he I just seems unable, he seems what unable it, to change it? whatever seven, direction seven, he's decided seven, he's going to go in. Oh. And he just keeps doing the same thing. Yeah. 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 You know, I want to go back a little bit to what Michael said about Armand. And of course, he's out for the season. They, they they said alcohol, but people are thinking something might have happened with domestic violence. Yeah, he uh -oh. was suspended prior, prior no, right. previously domestic violence. Oh. I'm sure alcohol and domestic violence may go together somehow. Yes. And yes. if he's caught again mm -hmm. for domestic violence, his career is over. Well, I thought the Yankees should have never kept him after that domestic violence. That really, he he won 18 games going going yeah. in 1919 right. into the playoffs, and that's what hurt the Yankees in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't know why even they retained them after that. Yeah. You're right. So yeah. maybe they're they're hushing this one, but it's, yeah. it'll come it's out if it's, it's domestic violence. 
It will come out. Gerald, let me move it's on. It's not an, alcohol, think, an ordinary alcohol program. It's an inpatient. I think, yeah. regard, so I think regarding infractions oh, and wow. being suspended, I think after, uh, I think after uh, being suspended twice, you're out of baseball. But I think after two or three years, you can apply for reinstatement. Yeah, 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 reinstatement. Yeah. Like Steve Howe, seven times they brought him back. Remember Steve Howe left you? Yeah. yeah. All right, New York yeah. Giants stuff by Fred, sponsored by uh, Stuff. Not, okay. not, not a lot happening. It's the first, you know, again, he's getting ready for the ex first exhibition game next week. Oh, next. The, the offense seems that the, from, from every day when you read in the papers, it seems like the wide receiver core is, is much improved. The, they're very high on this third round draft choice, Jalen Hyatt, who's got a lot of speed. They got a lot of they got a lot of good wide receivers, and the defense is good. They had a couple of guys injured. The, the, the guy they expected to start at the inside linebacker, Jared Davis, is out for the year. He had ACL surgery, so they, that may be a little bit of a weak spot in the, on the defense that they're sorting through. They have some guys from last year who hopefully will. We'll pick up the pieces on that, and let's see what else with the Giants. The offensive line, the, the tackles, obviously they got Thomas set at left tackle. Hopefully Neal will, will play like a first-round draft choice. The other tackle, and the interior of the line, also like also like with the Jets, is it, they'll go as far as their offensive line, and there's still little questions about the guards and who's going to start at center, probably the rookie Schmitz. Two guards, they're still – they seem to be wanting to go with rotation guys at, at, at the guard positions. And hopefully that, that will work and hopefully things will be good. I'm looking forward to the next starting next week to see what, see what happens with the uh, in the exhibition games. Right. Not much to report, but that's okay. nothing, not much to complain about so far. All right. Well, how, are you, how are your West Coast reports sponsored by Fertilizer? Okay. okay. Well – my report is also on the Giants, but I'm going to use the report as uh, the trade to talk about trade deadline uh, deals, deals that are made, not made. The Giants uh, at the trade deadline, all they did was get A.J. Pollock, a right-handed batter, oh, basically he, he to replace uh, Stremsky, who for the third time in the year pulled his hamstring, oh. and they needed a right-handed bat. But that's all they did. And so the fans were going, well, what's going on? So looked over in July, the Giants went 12 and 13 with a team batting average of 209. And the only one who hit, everybody stopped hitting with the exception of Wilma Flores, who hit 383 in July. <laughs> but the veterans and the rookies who were hitting, they all slumped at the same time. Uh, and I'm talking about Casey Smith, Schmidt, who's the uh, shortstop, Patrick Bailey, a catcher. Well, by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys <laughs> knew this, but Tuesday night, the last out of the game was Bailey throwing out the runner, get catching the runner off first base, the it's last sorry. out of the game in Arizona. That was something. Yes. It was like shades of uh, Ivan Rodriguez. But anyway, <laughs> but despite all that, 
Uh, they didn't do anything. They didn't get a pitcher or whatever. But the bullpen, the Giants played a bullpen game two to three times out of every five starts. They're doing it pretty successfully. Now, could they have gotten another bat? Maybe, but apparently teams were asking for too much to give up. One name was mentioned out here, uh, Teoscar Hernandez on Seattle. They thought, oh, they may pick him up. But Seattle's it, but a lot of teams are in the playoff race. So you're not going to have as many pickups. Uh, so anyway, but the offense has started to to move this week. They've, they've switched up. We're going to have uh, Estrada's going to, the second baseman's going to come back. Mitch Hanneke will be back uh, September 1st. And uh, so the team will, will, you know, get it together. And they've started playing well again. And despite all that, despite uh, a terrible July, they're in the first playoff spot by a couple of games. And they're just two and a half games behind the Dodgers. So, but I wanted to mention, you know, well, what, what should you do? You know, what kind of trades can so I go back a couple of years ago when they won 107 games and they got Chris Bryant and I was really excited about it. But Chris Bryant really didn't do much for them and they lost to the Dodgers in a very close division series. Chris Bryant decided to sign with Colorado and if you look at his stats, he's been injured since then. Mm-hmm. He a big contract with Colorado. So then I go back to the Giants back in 2011 made a big deal trading Zach Wheeler for Carlos Beltran. Didn't work out for the Giants. Giants didn't make the playoffs there and Beltran went to the Mets. In 2014, the A's traded their best hitter, Jonas Cespedes, for John Lester because they figured we need that one pitcher who will really do well in the playoffs. What happened? They get in the wild card game, less the starts, pitches like seven innings, and then the bullpen blows the game, and the A's are out. And they they blow their best hitter. But sometimes you don't have to pick up a a really uh, great hitter. Witness 2010, Giants pick up Cody Ross from the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Cody Ross wins, wins is the MVP of the National League Championship, and they go on to win, win the World Series. 2012, yeah. the Dodgers at the trade deadline acquire all-star Henley Ramirez. Remember him? What happened to him? Talk about, I think it was drinking at the trade deadline. The Giants pick up this, this guy who was playing for Houston named... Uh, Hunter Pence. Mm. Yeah. That turned out pretty well, right? So I think what it came down to is this team, the way it's composed, with the guys who are the rookies who are playing now, the guys who are coming up, uh, they just don't want to just throw throw it out for you know to sign like a Verlander or, or whatever any other pitcher. They want to stay with it. And this is what the Yankees should do. You know, you can have veterans, but you, you develop the players and you, and you stay with it. And they're going to be in the playoffs this year. I thought, I don't, don't expect them to win at all, 
but I hardly expected them to win the, get the playoffs this year. So uh, they were talking about it Tuesday on sports radio, and uh, the fans were pretty understanding of it. It wasn't they weren't going crazy because I think the fans understand that there's there's just not that much out there, and sometimes you you sign plays, you're throwing money around. And by the way, talking about the Mets wasting money. Is a team down in Southern California, the Padres, who spend gobs of money, gobs of money. They get oh, they get the best player in the world in uh, what's his name? One, I, I Soto. 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 Soto's been mediocre since they got him. And he's 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 come around. He's having he's a pretty good year now. Getting to hit, yeah, yeah. But but you you just don't you just don't do that. Uh, and uh, so. I think the Giants did something positive by not making the move to go for for the big bucks spend, you know, big spend. That being said, in the offseason, would I love to have Shohei Itani sign with the Giants? You bet. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Thank you for that. All right. Uh, MC, Mike. From Virginia and DC Report, what do you have for us? All right. By the way, you are sponsored by a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Uh, I agree, incidentally, with Howard. I think I think the giant front office feels that they are not good enough yet to put big money into bringing in a star uh, for the late season, a rental type thing. They, yes, they'll make the playoffs, but they're probably uh, uh, not going far this year. But they are developing their young players and drafting and so on. And I, perhaps uh, in a year or two, they will be ready. So as far as the D.C. scene, it's pretty dormant uh, these days. We're still a week away from pro football exhibition season and so on. So we can look to the baseball team which I would characterize now as being in experimental mode, right? They held on to all their players, hoping for some deals at the trade deadline. They did manage to move Candelario, the third baseman. He was on a one-year contract, so they sent him to the Cubs. They got a couple of minor leaguers for him. Uh, also, they signed their number one draft choice, a guy named Dylan Cruz out of LSU. So that happened actually a week ago. So there's a little bit of movement there. Then uh, once the trade deadline had passed, they uh, went into a different mode. They uh, designated for assignment a guy named Corey Dickerson, who's been around a long time, various teams. He's about 35 now, doesn't really fit in their future. The surprise was that they sent their regular second baseman back to the minor league, a guy named Luis Garcia, they had sort of boasted at the beginning of the year that Luis Garcia and a guy named C.J. Abrams, whom they got from San Diego, a shortstop second base combination, but suddenly Garcia is back in the minors and they're trying out somebody else. And finally, one of the sports writers, I think, put it correctly. He said, this team, you're not going to know the direction of this team until there's a decision uh, in the front office, you could say, by the owners as to whether they will sell the team or they will not sell the team. When Ted Lerner owned the team uh, before he, he died, uh, they were clearly in the Lerner family, but now Mark Lerner runs the team. Uh, there's a split 
within the family as to whether to sell or not to sell the team. And until they make up their minds and we see which direction they're going, it's a little bit hard to know quite what the future of the Nationals is going to be. And that's my report from DC. Thank you. Anybody want to comment on it? Joe? Yeah, a couple of things. I want to say that I saw C.J. Abrams uh, a couple of days when they were playing the Mets. He looks good. Yeah. He looks like the real deal. He looks like he's going to be a player. Yeah. He's fast. He looks like he can hit. So uh, we'll see what happens with Garcia. And the other thing was that I, I, I guess I, I sent you something in chat. Um, I came across a very interesting article on Daniel Snyder this morning that I thought you might have been interested in. And the one thing I do want to say about it, um, he never goes away, Snyder. <laughs> right? Well, it's like the Donald, uh, the Donald Trump. And the, one, and, the one thing, and the one thing that they mentioned this morning is that you remember that Gruden got fired because a series of emails yes. leaked. And there's an, art, an article implying that it was maybe Snyder who leaked it. And so I'm just curious to see wow. what you think about that. Well, that, that was an issue there uh, before the team was sold because uh, there was an indemnification issue between the league and Daniel Snyder. Uh, Snyder accusing the league and the league accusing Snyder of revealing these emails. But they had a meeting and came to a resolution of it. And after that, the uh, sale of the team moved forward. My own guess is that the source of the uh, Gruden emails was uh, uh, Alan, Bruce Allen. He was the one, he was the recipient of the emails. He, so he certainly, he had control over them. And he's sort of, <laughs> he's kind of a slimy guy, to be honest with you. So that's what I, that's my hypothesis, okay. let's call it. Uh, Gerald? Interesting, interesting article. Gerald? Yes. You're muted. You're on mic. You're on mute, Gerald. Sorry about that. I think Strasburg is under contract with the Nationals through 2026 at 35 million per. And yeah. from what I read, the Nationals do not have any insurance on its contract. So is that if that's the case, are they being hampered by that financial burden? Certainly. No question about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just an albatross. Yeah. Now, Jeff, you want to say something? Yeah, I heard on I, either I heard it on WFAN or I read it. I don't know. Remember that from this morning that the commanders are thinking about changing or the the owners are, of the commanders are thinking of changing the names name again. I heard that, too. I didn't hear I heard that. that yeah. yeah. Uh, Harris Harris has said that that that's something that they will take a look at. But he he feels like changing the culture of the team. Uh, is first. And uh, once that's resolved, let's say, to his satisfaction, then that will be one of the issues they'll look at. Yes. Okay. He's the owner. He can do it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah. All right. Let us move on. Um, Roger, did you want to talk about the, the, the baseball situation and the trades? Do you have a list? Do you want to do it? I think we covered most of it, Mark. I know I was texting the guys during the week all, all the updates. Okay, all those transactions. Everyone heard the transactions. I think, uh, I think we covered some of the major ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank the, you for that. We thought, yeah, Roger's really good at that and keeping us awake. Um, <laughs> Sunday, Justin Verlander, he wins his 250th game, 250th, which I think is good. He wins it as a Met. Um 
And let's see, he's the second Met to win 250 games as a Met. And who was the oh. first? Did you read that? Oh, receiver? Tom Glavin. Oh, Glavin. Tom Glavin. Oh, Glavin. And, oh gosh. Uh, he was the 48th in Major League Baseball to win 250 or more. And Sabathia was 47th. So he um, becomes the next one. And listen, listen to these players who just missed winning 250 games. Bartolo Colon uh, at 247. Hmm. Dennis Martinez at 245. And Juan Marichal at 243. Hmm. So they just missed that number. And how about they, tr- they, get, they get Verlander, and that night... Framba Valdez throws a no hitter. Yeah, is that After amazing? That, that's amazing, amazing. Right? And almost the perfect game. Na- Ninety-two pitches, ninety-three pitches. Ninety-two, ninety-three pitches. Ninety-three, yeah. And he's the sixteenth Astro to throw a no hitter. How do they have so many no hitters? How do they have well, so Nolan many no hitters? They have better coaches than the Yankees. Richard. Yep, they are Richard. Don Wilson threw two. I saw the I saw the list the other day. Guys, I. Names I haven't heard in years. Don, not a bot. Don Wilson. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Don Wilson too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we uh, um, we learned that uh, Ronald Lacuna, he's still coasting as he'll be your MVP unless something happens. Oh, the first player in Major League history to have fifty steals and twenty plus home runs before August first. You know. He's on pace, I think, the 39 homers and 79 steals. What a year he's having, huh? Yeah. You think it'll be the Mets' Mets luck that his brother will be be almost as good as him? I I doubt it. Or is his brother going to be like Tommy? Or his brother's going to be like Tommy Aaron was the Hank Aaron. Yeah. Tommy (laughs) Aaron. They ought to bring him up. They ought to bring him up today. Yeah. Yeah. Then I read read, uh, A-Rod. Is getting ready to leave ESPN Good. and work exclusively for Fox. As you know, he's on that that what do they, what do they call it? The uh, K Rod simulcast on ESPN for the Sunday night games. You know, he works with uh, David Ortiz, Derek Jeter, Kevin Burkhardt on the uh, the pre and post game games on the on Fox. And look at this. And the Mexican honor. Uh, have Bartolo Colon retire from baseball as a Met. <laughs> on oh September God. 17th, I guess he'll be activated and deactivated yeah. next day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's on the Hall of Fame ballot for the first time. This they year. could use him. How about this? Yeah. Maybe so I'm going to show you a card, a baseball card. I hope you can see this and maybe see his name. Wow, Jack Sanford. Jack, Jack Sanford. Is that with the uh, Giants? Jake Sanford, Yankee oh. Cud. Has anyone ever heard of him? No. No, but he's a former. This card is from uh, 2020. So he's a former Jake Sanford, former New York Yankees top prospect. In 1919, he was a third round pick. And most recently, he was released from the Yankee organization oh, yeah, in May yeah, after being accused of stealing from his teammates. Oh, yeah. From the, oh, he was yes. on the, the Hudson Valley Renegades. He's a gambler. They found there's a gambler. 
borrowing money from teammates and not paying them back and unable to pay, unable to pay them back and he stole from them in the clubhouse Jesus. So while they're practicing he's there loading his pockets up anyway Mark, didn't the yankees have a player like that here he is yeah. no the yankees had somebody uh, Mikey Cabrera, someone who stole G- he stole Jeter's glove or something. Oh, oh yeah, remember that? Cabrera. Yes, somebody named Rivera, I think. Right, right. I don't remember his first Cabrera. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. So, it's little league baseball, little league baseball season for those who are interested, and a team of girls team from Massapequa, the eleven, twelve-year-old yeah. team, the girls softball, made it to the little league World Series. And which I think is good. Local teams making good. How about that? Yeah, nice. Yeah. So then in uh, in football, with the uh, the Jets are playing the Colts tonight. Correct? The Colts. Browns. Browns. The Browns. The Browns, Browns. Right? Right. The Browns tonight in the, in the Hall of Fame game. Right. Uh, the Colts had an issue with Jonathan Taylor. Maybe some of you heard about that. The yeah, the runner. Um. Uh, let's see what happened to him. He, they, they, the team says he suffered a back injury and he requested a trade. Uh, he failed his pre-training physical. Taylor says not true. There's a story there that uh, they're not willing to tell us the whole thing. I don't know. Uh, Sony Michelle, which I thought had a pretty good uh, career with the Patriots and the Rams, a two-time Super Bowl winner retires from football i don't know why uh frank gore who's a shoo-in for the hall of fame oh yes shoo-in was hired by the 49ers oh. as a front office position and an advisor and uh i don't know how many they pick but the the 2024 football semi-finalists were announced semi-finalists steve mcmichael do you remember him yeah. Uh-huh. He was a lineman. He, 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 went, he went to wrestling. He was in wrestling. Uh, Kenny Anderson, the quarterback. Maxie Bourne, the linebacker. Roger Craig, the runner. Uh, Randy Gratishaw, what did he play? Linebacker. 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 Yeah, Joe Jacoby, Albert Lewis, Art Powell. Remember Art Powell back in the 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 the, the uh, New York Titans? Titans. Titans. Right. <laughs> he's coming. He's still going for the Hall of Fame. Otis Taylor should be a shoe in. At least I think so. Uh, coaches, Tom Coughlin, Mike Holbrook, yeah. Robert Kraft as the owner, Dan Reeves, Absolutely. Player, Art Rooney Jr., Marty Schottenheimer, Schottenheimer. Mike Shanahan. These are all, they're all going for the Hall of Fame this year. So it should be a nice class when they finally pick something up. Uh, I didn't hear that story about Dalvin Dalvin Cook turning the turning down the uh, the Jets. Is that a true thing? Yeah. right. He wanted to drum up the salary, and he went elsewhere. I heard my, maybe Miami. That was his what was interesting. Why did, why did the Jets allow him to to watch a practice unsigned? I mean, maybe he saw yeah. maybe he saw some things he could tell to his new team. <laughs> you know, Fred, I'm worried about look at their decision making. Uh, I, I would have liked it. And you know the uh, the Pac-12 conference, yeah, Pac-12 conference. They have yeah. nine teams, nine schools. Right. Soon there'll well, be no Pac-12. 
Now Pac-9, yeah. not changing their name. Yeah. Right. The Big Ten is interested in Oregon and Washington. Yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. give them how yeah. many teams? It's the other way around. 16, Oregon 18. and Washington are interested in the Big Ten, and it's a question oh. of whether the Big Ten will invite them. The, big, the, the article I saw today said the Big Ten was interested in them. Yeah, oh. yeah, we'll that's see. what I heard. That's what yeah. I heard. Um, I don't know what they plan on doing to uh, drum up business, but uh, imagine these, these conferences, Big Ten. How many teams they have now? 14, 15, 16? I think with UCLA and USC will be 16, I think. 1972, Will Chamberlain jersey. Yes. Expected to be auctioned off for $4 million. Wow. I have some spare wow. money. Yeah. You have any uh, hockey news, anybody? Nothing happened. Any basketball yeah. news or anything? Yeah, one, one thing in hockey. One of the range, guys the Rangers signed last year is a free agent, uh, Tereschenko. They, they, they couldn't bring him back some money when he signed with Ottawa. He signed already, yeah. And the uh, the and, and Danny, maybe you could chime in here. The um, the the women's uh, soccer uh, team almost went down, <laughs> right? In, in extra time, uh, the ball hits Portugal. Hits the uh, what do they call? They hit the post. Post. Hit post. the post. That goes in. U.S. is home now with their families. Yeah. But they move on. Who are they playing? Sweden, I read this morning in the yeah. first round. And Sweden is pretty good. Sweden. Knock, knockout round. Steven. The uh, NFL announced the nine people in the Hall of Fame. Are they announced them? Yeah. Rondé Barber, Don Coriel, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, Darrell Revis. That's for this year. So that must that's, be this. That must be this, this year. So the list no, I have is probably that's this year. That's this year, yeah, right. So, so ne- the list I wrote oh, yeah. for next year. Yeah. Oh, okay. And do we have, any ten- we have we have Milton. Milton's still there? Tennis players. Anybody read the papers or follow tennis on, you know, not not the big tournaments, but tennis weekly? Anybody? Most of the time, not all the you time. You do? No, well, you're a tennis player, right. I, I noticed this this week, and I didn't understand it. Uh... Have you noticed that during the tennis season, the ATP, which stands for Association of Tennis Professionals, they have weekly tournaments all over the world. I don't know who they invite. I guess the pros, some pros go here, some pros go there. They're all over the same time. Like this, this past weekend, there was a tournament in Croatia, Germany, Poland, Atlanta, uh, you win, you get money. But did you see the rankings? I don't understand how they get these points. Alcaraz and Swiatek are number one in the world right now. Right. Alcaraz has 9,225 points. Where do they get these points from? And how are the numbers so high? Mike, do you know? Uh, no, I don't necessarily fully understand the scoring system, no. But, I mean, it, you know, wins in these tournaments get you points. I, that, right? And the, and the bigger 9, the tournament, 000. majors and so on, you win a major, you get a lot of points. You can see how uh, this kid, uh, Eubanks, moved up from 100 and something or other to uh, top 40 because of his finish in the yeah. – uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. It, it, I understand you get points, but now you got 9,000 points? I, I don't understand. I gotta, someone has to sit down with me and tell me how this works. And uh, Katie Ledecky, is that him? Katie Ledecky becomes the greatest freestyle swimmer of all time. 800 and 1,500, yeah. Two, made, two events she owes. One, one again, she's the best. In that. She's the best swimmer. She uh, passed my distances. And if you go Those the, distances. If you go on the street and every third person goes by and say, do you ever hear a Kay Ledecky? They won't know who the heck you're talking about. They know who her father is. Who's your father? It, doesn't he own the Islanders? I don't know. Does he? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. She's she is much more of a name. If anyone knows the name of a female swimmer, that Katie Ledecky. I, I I've known her for years. Yeah. And I'm not a yeah. real aficionado, but she's uh, she she's she's fairly well known. People will know her, but will not know the average skater. They'll know some of the elite, but only a few of them. She's one of them. Can you see her face in your mind? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if she came to you at Temple, you would know that's her. Yeah. Because okay. she's won so many gold medals and so many Olympics. I, I she's been know. in I Olympics. If she rang my bell, I wouldn't know. <laughs> there was a, uh, a death in, in, in horse racing, just to bring it up, then we'll go to trivia. There was a 2003 Kentucky Derby winners a few weeks ago, yeah. and Freakness won the same year. Funny side, C-E-E, yeah. oh, yeah. 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 23 yeah. years old, complicated, yeah. from colic. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and, Wasn't uh, Funny Side the horse that was owned by the Long Island people? Yeah, right. Wasn't I it think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Is that the one where they went down on the bus together? Yeah, I think so. There yeah. were like twenty-three owners. Yeah. Oh, he he won eleven of thirty-eight races and earned three point five million dollars overall. And that is all I have. So we have a question, uh, Gerald. Then we'll go to trivia. Come on. Wait, I just wanted to mention about John Ledecky. We were talking about. That's her uncle. Eventually, yeah, not her father. It's her uncle, not her father. I was wrong. Eventually, he partnered with America Online executive Ted yeah. Leonsis to found Lincoln Holdings, who purchased the National Hockey League's Washington Capitals and a minor share of the National Basketball Association's Washington Wizards. Okay, so it's in the family. Joe? Yeah, a couple things. There's a uh, a woman tennis player whose father owns, I think, the Buffalo Bills or the yeah, Sabres. Yeah, right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I forgot her name. And Bacula. secondly, uh, for, for, she's, uh, the, she's the highest rated American woman. Yeah, right. And for Michael Feiner, um, talking about uh, batting, um, is he still here? He's yeah, here. yeah, he's here. Yeah, he's Talking here. about batting uh, Stanton second, uh, Schwarber has been leading off all year for the Phillies, and he's way under the Mendoza line. Yeah, one eighty. Wow, that's the way baseball goes. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to some trivia questions. The remaining 10, 12 minutes that we can do and try stump the panel, and we'll start with Fred. Okay. Who are the only two players in Major League history to lead their league in homers and triples in the same season? I, I have Mays. the same question on my notes. I know the answer. Are you still, you're probably <laughs> I don't know where you got it from, Mr. Gossie. Really what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Not really the Mays? same year. The two different years, they, they led the league in homers and triples. Really Frank No. No. Tell him. Both Hall of Famers. Yep. One in 75 and one in 78. Right. 
155. Stan Musial? One in the National League, one in the American League. Well, someone mentioned us. I heard someone say the name. Willie Mays? Mays. Yeah. Willie Mays. Oh, Willie Mays. Mays. Willie Mays. Yeah. 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 And the 78? Nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, you yeah. might not really associate this guy with triples. You're right. You're right. Yeah. George wow. Brett. We'll give uh, you a Jim hint. Rice? We'll give you a hint. Oh, someone said it. Jim Rice. Jim Rice. Right. Yeah. Very good. Rice. Jim Rice. You're right. Jim I Rice. Wasn't a particularly yeah. fast MVP. guy. Homer's in triples. Same season. Yep. Not a fast um, guy. And you know, yeah. playing in Fenway off the off the I wall, know. you don't get a triple usually. Yeah. You get a single or a double. Right. All right. Who has the question? Michael, then Gerald. Okay. In the album, Bat Out of Hell, name the song that Phil Rizzuto appears in, and what is the singer trying to do while Phil Rizzuto is in the song? This is a, a PG Paradise show. Paradise 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 He's trying to get the third base with the girl. Yeah. 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 All right. Bad at Rizzuto didn't get that. Inside, inside the park home run. Yeah. Right, Rizzuto didn't know what he was what he was getting himself right. into. That's that. what I heard too. Yeah. All right, Gerald. Name the last pitcher to win 40 games in the season. Jack Chesbrough. Jack Chesbrough. Yes, yes, 1904, oh. right? Jack Chesbrough. Which two ballparks have bullpens on the field in foul territory? Tampa Oakland, Bay. Oakland, the, Oakland has Oakland Tampa and Bay and uh, Tampa Bay. You got it both. Next one. Okay, this All is right. about this year. What pit, what pitcher this year has the most games of pitched at least seven innings and allowed three or fewer runs in this current season? Twenty twenty three. Wow. Cole. Oh, no. Nope. nope. Snell. Nope. Oh, it's not heavy. Nope. Uh, Gallon? What's his name? Who, who pitched? Gallon? Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. Howie's on the right track. Yeah. The guy who right pitched track. for Tampa Bay? No. Not that for oh, Tampa no. Bay. Oh. Orioles? What track were you on? Oh. That, 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 that the guy just pitched a game this week. Oh. He did it. But... All right. Who is it? We don't know. Logan, Logan Webb, 12. Oh, oh yeah. I right. I wouldn't have known that at all. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right, uh, uh, Gerald. Who's Gerald? the only pitcher to surrender home runs to each of the three three Alou brothers? <laughs> wow. Warren Spahn. Wow. <laughs> Not Warren Spahn? No. Robin Roberts. No, it's too early. No. Roger Craig? Race no. deck. Don Drysdale. I'll give you some hints. Okay. Uh, from Canada. He Ferguson was Jenkins? Very good Ferguson hockey Jenkins. player. Oh, he's from hockey. Oh, good. It's a Clavin. No, Tom Clavin? No. No. Not Ferguson Jenkins? Not Ferguson yes, Jenkins. Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson Jenkins. Yeah, that's what I said. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You guys don't listen to each other. Yeah. Nobody yeah, listens yeah, to exactly. me. Nobody yeah, listens yeah, to me at home either. Who's the all time <laughs> leader uh, as a catcher to lead off in a batting order? He's led off the most times, and he's a catcher. Yvonne Rodriguez? No. Greg Pizzio, when he first came up? No. No. And this is J.K. I think he played with the Padres or the the Pirates. 
J.K. Jason. Oh, Jason, Jason Kendall. Kendall. Played for the A's and the He's been up the most times as a, a leadoff. Yeah. Okay. Who else we got? Terrible. Same two people all the time, man. All right, Fred That's again. Okay. What What did Yogi Berra do of note on this day in 1959? Hmm. How come I didn't mention it? I don't know. It's going to be too too interesting. It is. Uh, how about he hit it? He hit his 300th home run that went exactly 300. Uh, no, it 300 wasn't, a, wasn't a statistical thing. What did he do? Yeah. He signed the contract with you who? No. no, you want me to tell you? Oh. If, in 59, it was one of the years they had two All-Star games. He hit a home run in the second All-Star game. In the mm. second All-Star game. Remember for a few years they had two games? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Two seasons, I think. Yeah, whatever. Only two only seasons they did that? I thought think it was a little so. more. But I think maybe maybe and I'd like to know which maybe. ballparks they had him in. Yeah. Uh, what popular kids game was once an Olympic sport? Marbles. <laughs> no? No. Handball. Okay. 1900 to 1920. Jump rope. It was a, you're close. Pop Scott. You're Double close dutch. with jump rope. Double dutch. No, no, there was no double Dutch back in 1900. I don't know. Tug of war. Oh, Imagine countries yeah. doing tug of war. Yeah. Who's next up? Gerald. Gerald again. Gerald. Which player was directly involved in three of the four American League forfeits in the 1970s? Somebody in the White Sox. I'm just going to guess the White Sox. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. The first name is Rusty. Rusty, Rusty Stark? Stark. Wow. Second Rusty name was T is in Teresa. What? Rusty his T? La his last name starts with T is in Teresa. Rusty. Rusty, Rusty, Rusty Torres. Torres? Yes, Rusty, Rusty Torres. Torres. Where is he today? I don't know. How about this one? The top 10 all-time Mets leaders... In home runs. So who's number one? Uh, strawberry. 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 Is that what you said, Strawberry? Yeah. Yeah. Who's number two. Piazza. Randy Hundley? Yeah, the first base. Hundley yeah. is number 10. Piazza. Piazza, Piazza is uh, number three. David Wright? Number two. Kingman. Number six. Gary Carter. Not in the top 10. Howard Johnson. Alonzo. Howard Johnson, number four. Oh, Alonzo. Alonzo is sitting at 172 in fifth place. He may have one, maybe one or two more since I wrote this. Howard Johnson had 192. So he's within 20 of Howard Johnson's number four spot. You're missing a few more. Frank Thomas? No. He didn't. Kevin Mitchell? No. Carlos Beltran. Mike oh, Conforto oh. and Lucas Duda. Oh, okay. Duda, really? Yeah. Duda, Duda 125, Duda, Duda, sitting in ninth place, one ahead of Todd Hundley. All right. Gerald Duda, and Michael. What slugger's name consists of four body parts? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get Elroy these from, Gerald? <laughs> no. Elroy Fahed or Dick somebody? 
No. <laughs> the oh. name has four parts of the body? Yes. Or four <laughs> different people have parts of body. Oh, One person has yeah. four parts what, of the body? What, what <laughs> slugger's name consists of four body parts? <laughs> what That's a good one. <laughs> All right, what is it? We have no clue. I give up. Tony Armas. Say it again. Tony Armas. Tony Armas. Tony Armas. I guess ass. 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 Oh, yeah. I don't know where you get those questions from. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What two, what two former baseball players were born in Panama and both in the Hall of Fame? Rivera, yeah, right. Oh, what? Right, Carew, right, Carew, and Mariano. Good. A few more, then we can say goodbye. Anybody else? Yeah, the uh, the two All Star games in each season were fifty nine to sixty two. So I was wrong again. That was three oh, years, fifty nine. Four years, four years, And how about the cities where they were? Yeah. Playing? You have that. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. One of them, I think, was San Francisco because Stu Miller got blown off the mound. That was one of them. San Francisco. And what were they every every week? Did they do every other week? I don't think so. If they played one August 3rd, it sounds like they would have had it like two or three weeks apart. Yeah. Didn't he get blown off the mound at Candlestick? Yeah, he played. He was pitching to the Orioles then, I thought. Stu Miller. Did they play one game on Tuesday and one game on Thursday? No, it was a few weeks apart. It was a couple of weeks. There were a few weeks. Yeah. I don't remember. Anybody else? Michael. No. Oh, Michael. Okay. All right. When Nicky Mantle got a little (laughs) bit uh, later in his career, he had a ball player that was called a caddy. And the first caddy he had was a guy by the name of Jack Jack Reed. Reed. And Jack right. Reed actually uh, hit his only home run in the 22 inning game the against the Tigers. Who yeah. replaced Jack Reed as the Yankee caddy? Yeah. Where is what? I think he's dead. I think he died. Bobby yeah. Mercer. Yeah. His first name is Ross. Uh, Ross, Ross Machido. Machido. Oh, Machido. Yeah. Machido. Machido. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Back those days. Anybody else got a question? We look a little uh, tired, a little hungry, maybe. Yeah. All yeah. right, boys. All right. At least, I, at least I stayed with you the full time. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. I'm going to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. They got a little shaky there for a while. I'm going to call them up. I don't know what yeah. the hell they can do to help me. But thank you guys for joining us this week. Thank you, Mark. 70 is in the books. Thank you. See you Jerry's all right. Have a great week, guys. Bye, guys. Enjoy the, enjoy the Jets all. tonight. Got yeah, exactly. I'll we'll be watching the Yankees and the Astros. Uh, of course. Take care, Jeff. Take care, guys. Good night, Take all. Care. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.